Wow, this is a great turnout. You must believe in healing. This is wonderful. And I told you, one of the greatest miracles I've seen in the States was here. And I think it was the first time I taught a healing service and a woman who had not walked in 13 years. And are you here tonight? Last time I was here, she came. And she walked. And then the next time, we had another woman get out of a wheelchair. You people must be crazy faith people. You hear the word and you believe. So I want to really kind of deal with eight ways God heals the sick and demonstrate. Everybody say demonstrate. So the first one I want to do is Isaiah 53, where he said he carried your griefs and your sorrows. And a lot of times, people carry their griefs. They carry their sorrows. They become depressed. They're broken from it. It affects them physically also. So my husband died about six years ago. And the morning after he died, I awakened singing in tongues. And so I said to the Lord, why am I singing? He said, because I danced over you in the night. And so if you are carrying grief, I want you to stand up. It says Jesus carried griefs. We say, oh, he carries sickness, but not griefs. So stand up, and you are all going to be my healing team because everyone should be involved in healing. So look at your hands. Everybody, look at your hands. Say there's healing and miracles in my hands. The Bible says believers will heal the sick. I'm a believer, so I heal the sick. Amen. Okay. Now, you are carrying grief. You're going to get free of it. You're going to have such sweet sleep you can't believe it. So I want all of you who are carrying grief, please stand up then I want everyone who is here to be my healing team. Now, I'm getting ready to go to Dubai. We have 155 people going. We're going to have a healing service. But let me tell you, they will be involved. I won't be the only one. They will be involved because the Bible says believers heal the sick. Are you a believer? Say, I heal the sick. So I want you to extend your hand towards someone who is standing, who's carrying grief. And grief is a hard thing, hard thing. But we don't have to carry it. So I want you to pray with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against grief and sorrow and torment. And I thank you tonight for setting everyone free here from this kind of torment. So in Jesus' name, be free. free. Now put your hands up. Say bye-bye, grief. grief. You're not coming back. back. Amen. Amen. Now don't sit down yet. I have a scripture for you. Nahum 1.9. This affliction shall not return the second time. So when the devil comes back and says, oh, you're going to be sad, say shut up. This affliction does not come back on me the second time. I'm free. Everybody say, free! 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 Free. Okay, you can be seated. Now, when I look at healing, I see a lot of ways God heals the sick. A lot. 
And uh, so probably I'm going to use seven or eight tonight, but I'm sure there are a hundred ways he heals the sick. So this is what I feel like. When I go to a service, I need healing. If I didn't receive it like I want, the full manifestation at night, I don't give up. I don't know how to give up. I just know how to win. Okay? So look at someone and say, honey, you just know how to win. Now let me tell you what the Bible says. Thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So you see, winning makes you smell good. So tonight we're all going to wear winning perfume. Right? Right. So I want to deal with some specific things, but at the end we'll pray for everything. But I want you to expect for yourself... So, you know, let's just stay in the attitude of faith as we hear the word that there are a lot of ways God has to heal the sick. So, because some people get hung up, well, only the laying on of hands. But there are a lot of ways. So I want to go into one that is a word of knowledge or a word of, no of wisdom that can heal the sick. So my mother's brother had a granddaughter who was born... Uh, she actually was brain damaged at birth. So she had never walked. And we were Methodists, didn't kind of believe anything, but we'd gotten born again. My mother had gotten spirit-filled. So uh, uh, we had a, William Branham was in our city for a healing meeting. Now, he was just a little tiny man, ball-headed man, probably in his 50s, but he had the most unusual word of knowledge. So he came out to minister, and very kind of quiet and shy, no uh, hoopla about it. And so he said, uh, there's a woman here, and there were about 5,000 people there, said, in a red hat, would you stand up? Well, my aunt had on a red hat. And you never told him what was wrong with you. He told you. Because you see, you have the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. This is part of the gifts of the Spirit that are a part of healing. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I won't forget. A word of knowledge, word of wisdom are gifts that help with healing and miracles. So he said, there's a lady here in a red hat. He said, your granddaughter was injured at birth, and when you go home, she'll be walking. Now, Jerry was two years old, had not walked. So my aunt and uncle, we lived in Dalhart, Texas, and they jumped in their car and drove back 444 miles to Dalhart, knocked on the door of their son's uh, home, and the mother answered the door, and she was crying. She said, I don't know what happened, but Jerry's walking. And so that's a word of knowledge, you know, a word of wisdom, and it's a revelation. So tonight, I'd like to pray for people who have lower back problems. I feel I have a word of knowledge for that. So if you have a lower back problem, I want you to stand up. Get up. And all of you seated are going to help. Because believers, they have healing. Is that true? So look at your hands again. You're a little weak. Say there's healing and miracles in my hands. Now, I want all of you standing to expect to receive. Don't think... Oh, it'll happen tomorrow. It'll happen 10 weeks from now. Let's just believe for tonight. What's wrong with tonight? 
Tonight's better than tomorrow. Okay, everyone seated, extend your hand toward one person, and I want you to pray. And this is what we're going to pray, Psalm 107.20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Okay, ready? Okay, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I send the word that heals and delivers from every destruction. I thank you tonight. The word cannot return void. It prospers and accomplishes in that which is sent to. Okay, so now all of you standing, you have received, amen? So I want you to check yourself. Don't look for your pain. I want you to look for your miracle. So would you bend over? Would you do something? Or if your back is crooked, have somebody look at your back, see if it's straightened up, and just check yourself. Looking for healing, not looking for pain, looking for healing. Okay? Okay? Now, how many of you can tell you are better? Wave at me. You are better. Okay? So I'm going to ask two or three of you, would you just come up here? Come up here if you waved. Come up. The rest of you can sit down, but sit down in faith. <laughs> okay. Now tell me how you know you're better. Well, like standing was bothering me. It was it, it hurt when I was standing in worship. It's not hurting now. And it's I, not. I, have, I go to a chiropractor regularly. Put your hands up. Say bye bye pain. Bye bye pain. You're not coming back. You're not coming back. Okay. Come on up. I'm just going to take a few. Yes. Well, I feel warm a little bit in my back. In your back? Yes. So what was wrong with your back? It's just a little bit uh, hurting a from little, working. But not hurting now? Is it hurting? No. So the pain is gone. Yes. Now remember, we're going to stand on Nahum 1.9. This affliction shall not return the second time. So I want you to say that. This affliction, this affliction shall, not return shall not return the second, the second time. time. Now put your hands up. Say bye-bye pain. Bye pain. No, more pain. No more pain in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, who, who prayed for her? Did Benny Hinn? Who, Catherine Kuhlman? Who prayed for her? We did. We did. So look at your hands again. <laughs> Said so there's, there's healing and miracles, and miracles. in my hands. Okay, sir. I was um, very stiff in my right leg from the back all the way to my ankle. Um, so in my work, if I had to bend over and I'd put pressure on it, I'd just literally fall over. It was hard to get up. But uh, I, can, I can bend down now, you know, like that, which I couldn't do before. <laughs> so where were you sitting? Right there. Right there. So who prayed for him? Yes. So do we have to have, how can I say this, a specialist? Or can we pray for the sick? Are we supposed to pray for the sick? Is that our ministry? Amen. You can be seated. So when people say to me, do you think you have the gift of healing? I said, I don't know. I just know I believe in healing. Because I think people think, oh, you have a gift, so that excuses them. 
So now I'm going to do something really crazy. Are you ready to be crazy? I want you to take your phone out. What are we going to do? We're going to send the word to someone who's sick and not here. Will the word work through your phone? Why not? And I have had people in Singapore, all over the world, and we send the word on a phone and they get healed. So look at your phone. Get somebody you know that's sick. Maybe you don't know anybody that's sick, but probably most of you do. So someone is sick, and you're going to send the word to them. Now I'll tell you what you're going to say. Did you find the person? Joe Schmo, somebody. Okay. I want you to say, I'm at church, and we're praying for the sick. Okay? I want you to be healed. So we're taking time. I don't want to go too fast. To send the word to you. In the name of Jesus, to heal you. You haven't run out of sick people here, have you? We always have people. Now, I've sent the word to people overseas in all kinds of situations. I've done this in a lot of countries. And you would be amazed at the miracles that come through. Why? Because the word prospers in that which is sent to. Amen? So do you have it ready? Okay, I want you to stand up with your phone. Stand up with your phone. So these people didn't come. But does that mean they can't be healed with our faith? Can they be? Yes. Why not? And some of the biggest miracles I've had in my life have come from telephones. So it's awesome. So hold your phone up. Say, Father. In the name of Jesus, I send the word that heals this person from every destruction in Jesus' name. And I thank you right now they receive. Amen. Now you want to say to them, we prayed, you received. And I would like to hear from you. So, you see, we have so many ways for healing. Isn't that true? And you're going to get some wonderful reports. And somebody you've sent to may not be saved, and they may get saved. And they didn't even come to church. Amen? Okay, so this is a way we can heal by sending the word. Everybody say, sending the word. Okay, you can be seated. I love this. Now, I probably had the most dramatic healing uh, with having Sarah because I was told at 26 I could never have a baby, that I had an inherited condition from my family. I had an aunt who couldn't have a child, a great aunt. They said I had the same thing. But Wally and I didn't believe that. We believed I could have a baby. So I'm 26 years old, and William Branham gave a word of knowledge. Remember, I'm talking about a word of knowledge. And he said, uh, you uh, 
are from a wooded area. This is in Dallas, Texas. You're not from here, and you want a baby. Go home and receive your baby. Now, I'm going to tell you, I had an unusual experience, so I want to kind of share that, because I stood near him, and there was like a wheel within a wheel going round and round. I can't tell you what that was. All I can think of is Ezekiel or Revelation. But that wheel within a wheel was whirring between us, and when he said, go home and receive your baby, the wheel within a wheel went into my feet. Now, this is what I thought. Next year, I'll have a baby. I didn't. I was 26. I didn't get pregnant till I was 36. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I gave up. I thought, too late. I don't want a baby too old. My husband never gave up. And so at 36, I began to have some changes. So I went to a doctor. He said, what do you think? I said, I think I'm pregnant. So he examined me. He said, no, you're not pregnant. It's impossible for you to be pregnant. So I went home. He said, you're going through the change. I had some more changes. I went to another doctor. He said, this is a five and a half month pregnancy. And you've seen Sarah with me. Amen. And so there can be a word of knowledge. And sometimes God will give it to you. He may give it to someone else. But we're Holy Spirit people, aren't we? And so God gives us revelation of things. And so we can send the word. We can have a word of knowledge, right? And we can lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. So we're going to do that. Because I'm not just here to see you heal tonight. I'm here to see you go heal people. You know, healing is the dinner bell. What opens the door for me in Muslim countries? Muhammad hasn't healed anybody. What opens the door for me in Buddhist countries? Buddha hasn't healed anybody. So Buddhists come to healing services, and Jesus heals them, and they get born again. It's It's awesome. And you say, and don't you feel like you're a healer? No, sometimes I just have jet lag. But Jesus heals whether I have jet lag or not. Amen? So look at someone and say, honey, it's not how you feel. It's what he says. Amen. And so we can have a word of knowledge and have that. But what I see a lot of times with myself is that I'll get prayer for something, and then if it doesn't happen right away, then I think, well, I didn't really get healed, and, you know, got to have prayer again, or something's wrong with my faith. And so I have learned healing is also a process. So most of my healings have been process. Like I told you about Sarah, I didn't really get pregnant until I was 36, but it was 26 when I got the word. So let me talk about process. And process is important because uh, sometimes you get instant manifestations. Now everybody say, wonderful. Wonderful. But many times we don't. We have kind of a process going on that we don't stay in faith. Well, I'm a little better, but I'm not, you know, I wasn't better yesterday, a little better today. And so we throw it out the window. But staying in faith is very important. So I like that scripture that we don't give up till we win. Right? Thanks be unto God who always, everybody say always, Always. 
leads us to triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So I couldn't sleep well about the middle of the night. I would get out of bed and get on the floor because I would have such pain in my back. And by 11 o'clock, usually, the pain would leave and I could get off the floor without pain. But, you know, I'd be bent over like this. And I'm teaching a Bible study on healing. So I come in, oh, we're going to believe in healing today. And I know they thought, yeah, you're a good representation of healing. Look at you. And so I just kept believing, confessing it. My husband did. And I think it was six to seven months. And I stood up one morning, and I haven't had a problem since. I just had a checkup. They said, you have the most wonderful spine. I have a new one. So this I want you to get hold of tonight. God has spare parts in heaven. <laughs> Amen? He's got spines. He's got hearts. He's got arms. He's got ligaments. Correct. So how many of you need something new? You need a new bone. And I've seen new bones happen and seen them happen overseas and here. In fact, we, I had a new bone and a spine in Florida that was just amazing. The person could hardly believe it because you could feel it. It was right there. It had come. I've had several of those things happen in the spine. So you need a new heart. You need a new spine. You need something new. I want you to stand up. Now, remember, we're a crazy faith crowd. Everybody say, crazy faith. And so we can believe for new parts. You say, well, I'm old, and so, you know, I shouldn't expect it. Really, Moses was old, too. But he believed in Jehovah Rapha, and his eye wasn't dimmed, and his natural force was not abated. So should we limit God with age? So don't let your age limit your faith. Now, everyone's seated. You're my team, and if you're really good, I'll take you to Africa with me. No, no, no. So everyone seated. Extend your hand towards someone. And those of you standing, if you can, put your hand on the part of your body where you need healing. Okay? Now, everyone pray with me. I want team faith here tonight. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I call forth a creative miracle. I thank you, Father, from this night on, this miracle will manifest itself. We'll give glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So you can be seated. If you want to check yourself, it's fine. And if you have a manifestation, feel free to break in on me. It doesn't bother me. I love miracle break-ins. So just, are you checking yourself? You have it? Well, come up. Don't be shy. See, you're crazy, faith people. Every time I come here, I have unusual miracles. <clears throat> the doctor had told me I had uh, acute um, osteoarthritis and 
it's actually autoimmune. It was attacking all my joints, and they've replaced a lot of my joints. And I wouldn't let them replace my last joint here, my right hip. And it's been in pain. And because there's, he says there's no hip left. And the minute you got through praying, the pain just left. And I can... I haven't been able to do I haven't been able to do this. Let's see. I'm going golfing. The Lord's hearing my prayer. He knows that's the desire of my heart. Hallelujah. I can't I couldn't. I couldn't twist. It was now. Who did this? Jesus did it. Amen. And see how high your faith is? Look at your hands again. Say, my goodness, goodness. there's miracles miracles. in my hands. hands. Now I want us to believe for something that maybe the person isn't here, or maybe you are here, and you would like to have a baby, and you have not been able to have a child. You have to be married, or I don't pray for you. (laughs) So if you want to believe for someone else or believe for yourself, would you please stand up? This church is going to grow. Amen. Because we've got all this faith in this room. This is awesome. So extend your hand, those of you who are seated. Miracles in your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I send the word into this marriage. I call forth healing. I call forth miracles of birth. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. These babies will be raised in the nurture of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're believing together. Now, you usually with healing, you see process. Now, this morning, if you were in the service, you saw the Pakistan thing. I didn't start with that. I started with little home Bible studies, you know, and I would teach healing, and we would see people healed. So one day I was in a Bible study, and maybe we have 15 people there, 12 people, and I'm teaching on healing. And one woman, a new woman, she would just stood the whole time. So I said to her afterwards, I said, Brenda, Uh, How come you stood the whole time? She said, well, she said, I have a problem with my hip. Part of my hip bone has been removed. And she said, I don't believe healing. I believe doctors are for healing. Jesus is for saving. And the two never meet. So she said, I don't believe in healing. But she had crazy faith friends. And so they said, we're going to believe for her. We're going to believe for Brenda. So a healing evangelist came to Denver, and, you know, it had a balcony, and they got her there. You know, she didn't really want to go. But she went, and they took her daughter. So this evangelist had a word of knowledge, okay? So gifts of the Spirit. And so he said, there's a woman in the balcony, and you have a hip bone missing, and God is giving, giving you a new hip bone. I want you to stand up. And so she wouldn't stand up. And her daughter said, Mom, 
stand up. It's you. She said, no, I don't believe in it. And the daughter said, well, do it anyway. <laughs> so she stood up, and she told later, something warm went over her hip. But she didn't even feel to see. She just didn't believe it. She went home, was getting undressed. Her daughter was in the room. She was standing in her slip, and her daughter said, Mom, it looks like you have a hip bone. She said, well, I don't. And she reached down, and she did. So you see, folks, we can stand in faith for others. So when you see someone who really needs healing, and they don't particularly believe, or they kind of give up on it, don't give up on them. Stand in the gap for them, because that's very key that we do that. So I want you to stand up, everybody. You know somebody who's got a problem, right? And sometimes, folks, I have noticed, sometimes in praying for others is when I get healed. There's something about giving and receiving, even in the line of healing. So would you get with one other person and get in agreement for somebody? So take a few minutes, talk to people, talk to people. Who are you going to believe for? Who are you going to agree for? So I want you to say, I believe. They receive in Jesus' name. Because where two agree together... Miracles happen. Amen. Amen. And you can be seated. So many ways God can heal the sick. Now, this will seem kind of goofy to you, but it's biblical. In Acts 19, 11, and 12, they took claws from the body of Paul and put it on the sick. And demon-possessed. And people were healed and delivered. Do you remember this? So we're going to pray over Kleenex. So get a Kleenex out or a handkerchief. Now, I know how this works because Sarah was very rebellious. And I got a Kleenex in a meeting like this and prayed over it against her rebellion and put it in her pillow and she changed. And then I told it on television. She said, I didn't know you did that. I said, I did a lot of things you don't know. <laughs> okay, so you have the Kleenex out. You could use a piece of paper or you can use a handkerchief. But isn't this something? Why would God have so many ways? Because he wants people to be whole. So I'm going to have you stand up for this. Stand up. Say, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for an anointing on this cloth to heal and to deliver from every destruction. I thank you, Jesus. You are working mightily in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this is another way we have of healing the sick, right? And it can be very open. You could take this to someone openly. Or you can be sneaky, but it works, okay? You can be seated. So looking at ways that God heals the sick. Now, when I go into big meetings, 
there's no way I can give people prayer cloths. Right? I don't know they would believe anyway. You'd have to preach a lot about it. There is no way that I can lay hands on them. And laying on of hands, people really like that. But when you have a million people, you can't lay hands on a million people. And so what do you do? So in those things and on television, Sarah and I do Psalm 107.20. And, you know, every now and then someone will stop me and give me a testimony. So I was in Israel, and we had a team of people who went over, you know, to see the, the land and everything. And we were in the garden tomb, and a girl came up to me, and she said, and she was about 27, someplace late 20s. She said, are you Marilyn Hickey? I said, yes. Oh, I thought you were. You have red hair. So I thought, well, a lot of people do, and mine's out of a bottle. But anyway, <laughs> she said, I want to tell you something. She said, I had arthritis. She was like 27 years old, young. And she said, I couldn't get off the divan. And one day on television, you said you had a word of knowledge. There's someone lying on a divan with arthritis. You're 27 years old, and you can't walk. Get up. You're going to walk from now on. She said, that's two years ago. I'm still walking. And so, you know, you can see some things, and sometimes it doesn't look like anything. You don't feel anything. You just take the word. You know, when we do television, we just take the word and do it. But you're shocked at the results. So taking Psalm 107.20, or maybe you have another scripture that you use, I think that is very key. Now, Proverbs says, and you can get a whole notebook on healing scriptures. You know, you can put it on your phone. You can use them with people. You can use them to remind yourself. But it says the word is health to all your flesh. Take your Bible or your phone. Say, the word, the word is health, is health. To, all my flesh. to all my flesh. And so I had a tumor uh, in my breast. And I, I, I suppose I was in my 30s. I think it was before I had Sarah. And uh, it just wouldn't go away, it seemed like. I prayed. So if the word is health, it says also that word there is medicine. So I thought, and I remember we were doing a, a meeting, we were speaking at a conference, my husband and I, in Amarillo, Texas, and I had this pain, you know, from this tumor throbbing. So I thought, I believe in healing. I believe the word is medicine. Well, how often do you take medicine? So I just got really radical. You usually take medicine three times a day, but I need this to leave quickly. So I'm going to stay up all night and take medicine on the hour. So for 24 hours, I every hour I read that scripture, and at the end of 24 hours, the tumor was gone. And so, you know, God can give you some special ways, too, that he just kind of says to you, and you can use them. So I'd like to pray a revelation word for you, for something for you or that God wants to use you in someone else. So would you stand up again? You say, I know this is exercise. You always do this. 
So put your hand on your head. Say, Father, I am believing you for a special word. I believe I have the mind of Christ. I believe Jesus is made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. I thank you tonight for that word. I thank you I become more sensitive to hear the Holy Spirit in circumstances and for people in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you a scripture, 1 John 2.20. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So put your hand on your head. Say, I have an anointing from the Holy One, and I know all things. Thank you, Father. I'm sensitive to hear you for myself and for others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Now, I'm going to, you know, I used to be a school teacher. Did you know that? I'm going to review. Tell me some different ways God heals. Just pop up and tell me. What are some different ways God heals? The telephone, you can send the word. Right, okay. Who else? What? The, the prayer cloth, the Kleenex. You can sneaky put a cloth in somebody's pillow and the, under their mattress. Who knows? And people can be delivered from demons too. That's what it says. Acts 19, 11, and 12. Okay, what else? By faith, laying on of hands. What else? Sending the word. So are there different ways? Now, what if one way didn't work? Would it be wrong to try another? Could you keep trying and keeping your mind open until you got a manifestation? So I think it's good, folks, if we, don't, if we learn not to give up, not only on ourselves but on others too, that we just stand in faith. So I'm going to tell you some great miracles I have seen in different places. Charles and Francis Hunter, do you, I don't know if you remember them, the crazy hunters. We had them come to our church, this is many years ago, for a healing meeting. And I'm telling you, they had faith for everything. You could bring your dog, and they'd pray over your dog. They were so loving. And so some people wrote us and said uh, they had a son that was mentally confused and could not be in a service. Could they have hunters come into a classroom and pray? We said, of course they can. So they brought him. They said, he's so deranged, he acts up. So hunters went into a classroom and prayed. Do you know he graduated from high school and became a very strong believer? And so, you see, sometimes you utilize other people's faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want to build my faith, but there are some times when I know people will join with me and will have faith. So I'm going to share a very personal thing, and then I want to pray about depression 
uh, I had, uh, I got something overseas and got very sick from it, and they didn't know what it was, and I began to go downhill, and I got very depressed from it. And so I started taking different things to try and get healed of what it was because they didn't know what it was. But my stomach burned all the time. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. You know, and I, was, I lost over 20 pounds. And I, I was pitiful looking, and I was very depressed. Now, when you have these kind of things, you can look for someone to have faith for you. You don't have to tell everybody in these dogs. Some people are gossips. But I called Frances Hunter. And so she prayed with me. And then she would call me every night, crazy faith. Well, how are you? Did you have a good day? Well, kind of. Well, I'm going to pray for you. So one night she called and she said, did you have a good day? I said, no. She said, well, this is the last bad day you're going to have. And she prayed and it was. And sometimes you just have to draw the line, right? And say, no more, goodbye, that's it. So I want to pray for depressed people. That's a horrible thing. But the mind of Christ isn't depressed. So I want you to stand up, and I don't want you to be embarrassed. Because I think everybody's had some times of depression. So you can be free. And I'm going to tell you some things I do that will help keep you free. So extend your hand towards someone who's standing. Because we're a family. We love each other. We have faith for each other. Amen? So say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke depression and oppression. I speak to this to leave and not come back. I thank you the word is light. And light overcomes darkness. And this person who is standing is going to speak the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to say something to all of you so you can be seated. I think you have to begin your day with the word. So I shared this today. Every morning when I get up, I did it here, I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. And then I get coffee. (laughs) You know, there's something about saying you're his beloved that is just so sweet, is so intimate. And so I always say that. Now tonight, before I go to sleep, I say, good night, Father. Good night, Jesus. Good night, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. I thank you for sweet sleep, and I thank you for bringing me to Grand Rapids. And so I'll thank him for things that have happened in the day. Now, what do I think you get your day covered? I think you get your night covered. And if you will speak things, and I think, I think we have some things back there on speaking the word, but on my phone, I have promises, like 40 of them, that I speak every day. And I, I don't know... Sometimes I'm sleepy. Sometimes, you know, I have a lot facing me in the day. And the devil would say, you don't have time. Well, I don't have time not to do it. And so I speak those promises. Now, what takes care of a problem? 
Speaking it? Promises go with what? Problems. So you get the promise that goes with the problem. It says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So why do I want to speak to a mountain? Because there's something on the other side. And I want to get what's on the other side. Maybe it's a financial miracle. Maybe it's a physical miracle. Maybe it's a relationship miracle. But I don't talk about the mountain. I speak to the mountain. If you talk about the mountain, you'll never get what's on the other side. Are you getting this? Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm getting this. And so we speak to the mountain, and we get what is the provision on the other side. And that is very, very important. Now, faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. But you have to feed faith. So this, I encourage everyone to read through the Bible once a year. And I know this church has a wonderful Bible reading plan, but I have found if I don't have a plan, I plan to fail. So you need to have a plan where you read a certain amount of the Bible every day. Amen? And because there's something about reading it and reading it out loud, if you want to do it that way, hearing it, but getting every day in the Bible, that the Bible gets in you. Then when things come up that are, you know, disappointing, they hurt, you have the word inside, and it stabilizes you. So feed your faith and not your doubts. So hold up your phone or your Bible. Say, I feed myself with God's word. Amen. Now, I want to do two things. I want to pray for healing for everything. Everything. So if you have arthritis, bursitis, who knows, any of the Ida's family, I don't know what. <laughs> Anything, I want you to stand up. I want you to think right now of all of the things physically, mentally, emotionally that you have. Did Jesus take them all or just half? All. Everybody say all. all. So I want you to put your hand on your head. And we're going to send the word into you that heals you and delivers you from every destruction. So pray with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I send the word into my head, from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. The word is working mightily, powerfully, freeing me as my days are. So shall my strength be. My best days are ahead. I don't retire. I refire because of your word and because of your anointing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Health. Everybody say health. Man, to have health. You know, it says, if you go after wisdom, in her right hand is length of days, in her left hand is riches and honor. Why is length of days first? Because you're going to have to live a long time to enjoy all the riches and honor. 
And if you die too short, you're not going to enjoy the riches and honor. Right? So say, say this with me. I need length of days to enjoy all the riches and honor he has for my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it's so wonderful to have such a big crowd here. You must be a radical church. You're radical for healing. You're radical for miracles. And, you know, it's not just my faith. That woman who came out of a wheelchair, I prayed for her, but some of you stayed and prayed longer. And the woman walked and still is. Say, our faith. We're a church of great faith. Now, I notice faith is never a static thing. We go from faith to faith, strength to strength, glory to glory. So how did I get in faith? Well, I heard about Jesus. I heard that he could come into your heart, that he could be Lord of your life. I heard that. So when I heard that, I was in a Methodist youth camp, and a Baptist minister spoke and said, if you would repent of your sins, believe that Jesus died for you and arose from the dead, he would come into your heart. You know, I feel led to stop here. Are you okay with that? I feel led to pray for growths and tumors and warts before I do this. Are you all right? You say, we already knew you were crazy. How many of you have growths and tumors and warts? I don't want to miss God. I have great faith for growths and tumors and warts. Stand up if you have growths. I have so many people who lose weight in a service. Tumors, we curse them, that they dry up and leave and never come back. So all of you seated, you are my team. Extend your hand towards one person. Say, Father. In Jesus' name, I curse growths, tumors, warts, dry up, disappear, and don't come back. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want you to check yourself. Can you do it, or do you have to go to a restroom? Check yourself. Check yourself. If it's gone or you can tell a difference, wave at me. Wave at me. And sometimes people have gross disappear who didn't even stand. So I'm watching. Can you help me? Wave at me. Gone. Gone? Awesome. Is that Jesus? Aren't you glad I stopped? Yes. Okay. You also. Boy, this is a crazy crowd. What did he say? Of tonight? I'm not hearing him. Your wife had 22 warts? Are you the wife? And they disappeared? Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I, I love Jesus, don't you? You love his healing. Ooh. So tonight, you may be here and you say, yeah, I need healing, 
But I don't know if I have Jesus in my heart. See, that's the first step is wholeness here. That's the first step. So, you know, we weren't born perfect. That's obvious. But we can have Jesus to take our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities, and come into our heart. He did it for us. And he is perfect. And when he sees us, he sees us in him. Everybody has blown it. Everybody has done stupid things. If you say, I haven't, we'll cast lying out of you tonight before you leave. <laughs> Everybody has. But folks, Jesus came for imperfect people, the perfect one. So we're all going to pray. And we're just going to recommit our life to Jesus, or perhaps you've never had him come into your heart. This is a good night, right? Because there's healing for spirit, soul, and body. So everybody, put your hand on your heart. Say, Father, Father you, sent you sent Jesus for me. I repent, I repent of, all my sins. of all my sins. I believe, Jesus, I believe you Jesus, you died in my place. In my place. You, took my you took my sins, and you gave me your life. Gave me your life. I thank you that the blood of Jesus, you. your blood, cleanses me from all sin. I thank you. You write my name in heaven. Angels are having a party because I am a part of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I'm not through with you. You thought I'd stop. See, I might keep you to 1130. You can't tell. I'm kind of crazy. I don't have to leave till 7 in the morning. No, I'm teasing you. I want to pray over your hands again, and I want to pray that you have a heart. You know, when I look at the book of Job, do you know that's the oldest book in the Bible? God sent him three friends because he had three gaps in his life. He lost his health, he lost his wealth, he lost his family. And they didn't come and stand in the gap. They pointed out the gap. God is looking for gap standers, not gap finders. So I want you to stand up, that you stand in the gap for needs of others. You don't just say what's wrong with them or they eat too much sugar, or, you know, but you stand in the gap and you speak the promises for them. Because you came here tonight to receive, but you came here tonight also to give. So put your hand on your heart, say, Father, I thank you tonight. I'm a gap stander. I'm not a gap finder. In Jesus' name, I want to stand in the gap for sick people. I want to have compassion for the lost. I thank you. I have favor with sinners. I just love sinners. And sinners just love me. Amen. Okay, you can be seated. Now, just a couple things. What I do, I use my phone and put on my phone all the ways God heals the sick. So if I'm someplace and I think, oh, I don't feel spiritual, you know, but this person really has a need, I look at the promises I have for healing. 
and all the different ways that God has to heal the sick, and it perks me up. So it's easy when we have phones to use them. Isn't that true? It's easy also to send promises. But I like this about the Bible. It's so new because it's the living word. So I'm constantly looking at things and words that heal, bring healing to people, mental problems, emotional problems, all those problems. And so you say, well, where, where do you get all that? And that's in my material back there, seeing Jesus. And I believe that we can go from faith to faith, strength to strength, and that God can do mighty things in us, right? We're not here to be observers. We're here to participate. So stand up again. Say, well, I'll get well but through exercise. And turn around and look at me. Say, I believe I can bring turnaround in people's lives in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, Pastor Dwayne, don't you have a good pastor? I think you have the best. If you would, is he back there? <laughs> Are you closing? Oh, you're going to close with worship. Wow. Oh, okay. He's closing in prayer. You are really good in worship. I always look for you when I come. All right.